verse together, and we'll talk about the setting. Matthew 6, verse 25. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is, li is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? If y'all would, pray with me this morning. Father God, it is our desire this morning to understand your word better so that we could apply it to our lives and live more like you would have us to live. So Father, help us this morning to have the faith to trust your word, the focus to look at your word, the discipline to apply your word, and a heart that loves your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, so we see Jesus starts here in... in with a word that we see often in Scripture, he starts with therefore, which is a great reminder to us that Matthew 6, that we've seen as five sermons, Jesus delivered all of this in one cohesive thought, right? This is one sermon that he's preaching. So what he ended with last week, no one can serve two masters. You'll either love one and hate the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. He says you can't serve God and money. You have to pick therefore, and goes immediately into this thought. So Jesus here is speaking to people that have chosen God over money. He's speaking to Christians. He is speaking to his children. He is speaking to people that realize that he is worth more than the material things of this world. And so he says, for those of you that have chosen God over money, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. And now, this has captivated my thought a lot this week. This idea of worry here is similar to the idea that we have of worry, but it's very distinct as well. The idea that Jesus gives here, this idea of worry or being anxious, it's, it carries the same sense that you may think of of you worrying last week, but it specifically has the idea of being divided of being pulled in two different directions, or of being distracted and dividing your mental ability. That's what he's talking about here. So he's saying, if you have chosen God over the material things of this world, then quit waffling back and forth. Because that's what a lot of us do. We say, no, I trust in Jesus. Right? Sunday morning, and, and we've just sang some solid congregational songs. And the praise team is just saying a beautiful message. And I come up here and I say, there's nothing that's better than Jesus. And you say, amen. And your heart says amen. And your mind says amen. And this is our focus. I need to focus on Christ more. But we leave here and we get a text or a call or we check our email. And now all of a sudden we're worried. We're worried and we're anxious and we're stressed. And our mind is distracted from what we need to be focused on. And it's divided, and that idea of being distracted from what's most important is very much the idea that he has here of worry. Quit worrying. And now, I also want you to make sure that we don't misread verse 25. He's not saying don't value your life. That's what it could seem like when it says, don't worry or don't be anxious about your life, or don't worry or don't be anxious about your body. He's not saying don't be concerned about your life. He's not saying devalue your life. No, what he's saying is don't be anxious about what you'll eat or what you'll drink as the sustenance for your life. He's saying don't worry about what you'll put on as what will clothe your body. Because he doesn't say life and body aren't important. No, what he says is, is not life 
more than food and the body more than clothing. I think we need to hear that this morning. Isn't life about more than material things? Isn't life more than just the basic necessities? And it is. It absolutely is. Point one this morning, life is about so much more than basic necessities. I want us to hear that. I want that to resonate with us this morning. That that this is the idea that I believe that Jesus is trying to convey to us. That the things that we spend a lot of our time focusing on, a lot of our time stressing about and being anxious over and worrying over, a lot of our mental bandwidth is caught up thinking about and worrying about and focusing on things that aren't the main thing. And we do this in life. We do this in lots of different areas. I can give you two specific examples for me. Because two hats that I wear a lot are being a parent and being a pastor. And so as a parent, we do this, right? We have these children that are gifts from the Lord. He has given us children that we could raise them to know who He is and to disciple them and to show them the love of a father so that whenever then I tell them that God is your heavenly father, they know what that picture means. And so that I can spend time with them and enjoy them and that my life would be enriched by these blessings that God has given me. But often, what do we do? We just focus on getting them to the next step. If I can just get these kids to go to sleep, it's all that matters right now. Not worried about being kind to them. Not worried about spending time with them. I just want them to go to sleep. I need a little bit of time by myself. If I could just get through the summer and school will start back, right? Or if I can just get them to be able to read on their own. Or if I can just get them to high school. If we can just get them graduating. And we have these plateaus. If I can just get them to the next step and get them where they need to be. And we're missing all of these joys of parenting. All of these things that it's meant to be. And I think most all of us do it. And I see it in pastoring. There's this great call that God allows men to aspire to, being an under-shepherd of Christ, that, that I would have the ability as a vocation, as my job, to walk with you and get to know you and be with you in tough times and point you to the hope of Christ in those hard times and be with you and your family during joyful times and celebrate with you and and preach the rich truths of God's word week in and week out and disciple some of you individually and teach you how to disciple other people and equip you, see your abilities and your spiritual gifts and equip you to, to fulfill the great commission and to fulfill the great commandment. And I've got this great calling and many pastors do, but they end up spending all of their mental bandwidth or at least a lot of their mental bandwidth, worrying about making sure that the church makes the budget and that the attendance report is good. And so I would say to you parents that are just focused on getting your kids to the next step, isn't parenting more than that? And I would say for pastors, isn't pastoring more than budgets and attendance? And it is. It absolutely is. And so Jesus says here, quit worrying about food and drink and quit worrying about clothes. Isn't 
life more than food and the body more than clothing. And it absolutely is. And what a blessing that it is. Because just imagine if that's all it was. Everything that we're doing was just about food and clothes. What a terrible end to all of the things that we go through on this earth. And this idea of being stuck between the two. Christ and the world. Christ and the world. Worrying about these worldly things. It made me think about how big of an opponent worrying is to the gospel. And hear me out here. You say, worrying in the gospel, they're pitted against one another. And the, the parable of the sower, many of y'all know that, right? The parable of the sower, Jesus is telling them about the man that sows the seeds and it lands on four different types of soil. Well, just listen to the third type from Matthew 13, verse 22. It says, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Brothers and sisters, there are people that have heard the gospel message, but because they're so focused on the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, they never come to the point of being Christians. So don't take lightly worrying about the cares of this world. This is a big opponent to the gospel, to the God that we serve to what he has for us. So if, if, if the, the question that you may ask, and I think it's a fair question, if I don't focus on those things, then how can I make sure that they're going to get taken care of? If I'm not focused on them, who's going to be focused, right? Because it is important to have food. We agree. I, I really feel like this is a particular passage where Jesus may have been picking on Southern Baptists, right? Quit worrying about food. He says that very specifically. Food's important. And drink's important, and clothes are important. So if I'm not focusing on it, who's going to focus on it? And Jesus answers that question for us. In verse 26, he continues, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Look at verse 33 in a moment, verse 34. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So Jesus here says, look, you may wonder if, if you're not focused on these things, who's going to focus on them? He gives us two very simple pictures that I think we all understand. He says, look at the birds of the field and look at the grass of the field, right? He, he gives us these two things. He gives these birds. He says, so when you look at the birds, the birds have food to eat, and who is it that feeds them? And the answer is God. God feeds them. And he says, who is it that is in charge of every wildflower and every blade of grass? And again, the answer is God. Who is it that's in charge of all creation? Again, the answer is God. We are reminded that he is completely sovereign, that he is completely sufficient in everything. And he says something that I want you to hear. I'm going to say it twice. 
because I don't want you to miss it. You look at those birds, and you see how they're cared for. And you look at that grass, and you see how it's cared for, those flowers, how they're cared for. And he says, are you not of more value than they? I want you to hear that. Are you not of more value than they? It's a rhetorical question, and the answer is yes. Absolutely yes. Maybe nobody's told you that in a while, but I want you to hear, you are valuable to God. You are meaningful to God. He does not discard you. He does not show disconcern for you. He values you enough that he sent his own son. That he sent Jesus from heaven to earth to live the perfect life, knowing that the end of that perfect life was going to be the cross, and that he was going to die and then be resurrected. Show himself so that we could know that he was God and that we could know that he had overcome death. Show himself to many and then went back to heaven. He loves you enough that he sent his son to die for you, so do you not think that he will give you food and drink when you need it and that he will make sure that you have clothes if you are focusing on what you should be focused on? He will. Now, this is not a call. This is not the point of the text. I hate when we have to do this something outside the text, but this is not a call for us to not consider and to not plan and to not be good stewards. This isn't that. This isn't a call for you to say, well, I'm just going to quit my job and not worry about it, and God's going to take care of it, right? There, there's clear biblical teachings that we should not be lazy, that we should not be sluggards, that we should be good stewards. So this is not contradicting those. What this is telling you to do is not to not plan. It's telling you to not worry, do not let your mind be so caught up in these things that you lose focus of what's important. Point two, God's children can live worry-free because he's in charge of everything. Because he is in charge of everything. I recently was able to be interviewed for an article. And, uh, and in the article, it was, it was an odd thing. You'll see it sometime soon. But, but part of the question was, what sort of things does a pastor do at 11 o'clock at night? That seems kind of a different question. But one of the answers that I told them was the pastor sleeps. Why is a pastor, with all of the cares that he has, able to lay down and sleep? Because of what Cody read earlier from Psalm 121. I can lay my head down and sleep because I serve a God who never does. While I'm resting, he is still on watch. While I'm not worrying, he is taking care of those things. So God says, I will give you the tools that you need. I will cover the logistics. You focus on what's most important. And so then, verse 33, he gets to what's most important. If there's more to life than this, what is the more? If there's one single thing that I should be focused on, what is that one single thing? In verse 33, he tells us, but seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Point three, last point. God is the more that we should seek. So he, he has this, this play on words here. I love whenever he does this sort of thing. In verse 32, he says, For the Gentiles seek after all these things, but you seek first after the kingdom of God. So he's playing on what they're seeking and what we should be seeking. They're seeking all these material things and all the things of this world. But he says, you do not focus on those. You seek me. You seek to make sure that your life is what it should be about. And I'll handle 
making sure that you have the things that you need. And so here is the so much more. What is the so much more? It's this idea of, of making sure that my life is ruled by God, right? I'm under the kingship and part of the kingdom of God more and more each day. So, so what does it look like to be under the kingship of God? It means knowing Him and loving Him and serving Him and studying His revealed will that He's given to us in the, in the Holy Scriptures. And it means making disciples and it means loving your spouse and loving your children and loving your neighbors and it means sharing the good news of the gospel that for all of us that are lost, that there's a way that we can be found. For all of us that are dead, there's a way that we can be made alive. It means opening the eyes of blind people by revealing to them the truth of the word. It means helping set people that are in bondage to sin free from that sin by telling them the gospel. It's walking with God and talking with God and seeing the beauty of His creation and meditating on His love for us and singing His praises and spending time with His children and investing in eternal things and belonging and having purpose and meaning. That's more. That's what we're made for. But we're so worried about what car we'll drive or what clothes we'll wear that we miss all of this. And Jesus says it shouldn't be so. If you have chosen God over the things of this world, then quit waffling back and forth and focus on what is supposed to be first. And it's the God that loved you enough that he made you and then sent his son to redeem you from the sins that you have committed. So I ask you this morning, have you grasped it yet? He's talked about this. Five weeks in a row I've shared how Jesus has talked about this. He said, when you give, don't do it for you. Do it for the glory of God. And when you pray, don't do it so that you can get what you want, but do it so that you'll know what God wants you to have. And when you fast, don't do it as a PR stunt, but do it in order to know God's will and to spend time with God. And he said, don't treasure the things of this earth, but treasure the things of heaven, the eternal things of God. And then he finishes it by saying, quit worrying and quit allowing all of your mental bandwidth to be taken up by things that in the end will not matter. They will pass away. They will fade away. He says, trust me, if the birds are taken care of and the grass is taken care of, you, my child, will be taken care of if you'll seek First, the kingdom of God. And so I pray this morning, I pray that this is your desire. I pray that your desire is to focus on Christ. And to daily be more and more under his kingship. That you are praying that God would help you each day to walk more and more in the path that he has for you. And less and less in the path that you have. That you'd quit straddling the fence. That we would quit straddling the fence between this world and what God has for us. And we would just focus on who he wants us to be and what he's called us to do. So this morning we're going to finish. This is going to be a little bit different. But this morning we're going to have a time of, of reflection and response. And so we have a video that's going to play in just a moment. It's a song that I heard the other night. And I really liked it. It's, it's based on the scripture from today. And it's short. But, but as this plays, you can watch. There's a video with it and you can watch. It has the words and some pretty sights. 
Or you can bow your head and pray. Or if you have questions about what it looks like to go from loving this world to loving Christ, I would love to talk to you about that. If you need somebody to pray with you, I'll put on my mask and you can come down here and I'll pray with you. But this morning, take just a little bit of time to reflect on these truths that God is worth more than anything else. See the birds that are singing in the spring air They're giving everything they need They don't worry where their next meal will come from They don't worry about a thing So just look around you Try to listen to the song creation sings Don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God who made everything God, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the reminders this morning. Lord, the reminder that that you are in control of everything, that you're in charge of everything, and yet, Father, you pay attention to us. Lord, that we are sinful people on our own, that we are wicked and evil, and that we do things that we should not do, but that you love us anyway and that you've chosen us to be your children, that you've sent your son to die in our place. Lord, I'm thankful for the reminder of your provision, that you provide for your children what they need, when they need it. Lord, we don't always understand the plan, but we know that we can trust you because you've never made a mistake and you've never let us down. Father, I'm thankful for the reminder this morning in this text that even if we do worry, that it doesn't change anything. So, Father, help us to just focus on you. Help us to abide in your love and your truth and to know that it's more than enough and that it is more than the things of this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have a couple of announcements.